You are about to hear a message preached at Church One on the Gold Coast. To find out more about Church One, visit us on the web at churchone.com.au. And be sure to subscribe to these podcasts so you don't miss out on any new messages as they are available. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for you. So for us, for individual, we're all running a different race. Thank God I don't have to run your race. Thank God you don't have to run my race. I've got to run my race. And, and if you're running your own race, it's a totally different situation. And then in verse 2, it says this. He says, um, I've got so many colors on this page here. This is, this is one of my, if not the most favorite verse. So I've got colors. I've got, a, I mean, if you were to see Hebrews 12, it's in here, but you can't see where verse 2 starts. Here it is. It says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy, everyone say joy, joy set before me. Because there is a joy that is set before him who endured the cross. And who's, who, who was the joy set before him? Yes, you're one of them. Me. All, every one of us actually was the joy that was set before him. And as a result of that picture, he endured the cross. The picture that he saw when you were there, when he, you were in on his mind all the time. And, you know, we've got to understand that um, when God was in, enduring all that suffering, all the things, yes, the Father was with him, yes, the Father was there, but the fact is, his joy was in his mind. You, and you, and you. Every one of us was on his mind because he so values you and I. He says, I'll do anything to redeem you. And so I find joy has got to be a priority in my life. Not just in the, in the worship and not just when things happen, you know, and good things happen and Judy loves me and she makes me nice Hungarian meals and things like that. I'm joyful. I don't have to go all the way to Hungary to get it. But the fact is, the joy. And you know what? I have to guard that joy. But let me tell you this, and I said this at the camp. Gratitude is the gateway to joy. The fact is that if you're not grateful, you're very happy to be happy. Paul said, I was rich, I was poor, I'm content. Well, I mean, he was grateful for anything. He was grateful. I mean, at this stage of my life, I am grateful that I awake in the morning. I mean, you know, when you've been through what I've been through the last seven years, I'm, thank God, I'm, I've got another day. And I want to tell you that when you are grateful to God like that, I mean, I wake up with a smile on my face. Because I just say, thank you, Lord. What a great day today. 
I don't know how you are. How, how jo- if you were on a, if you measured your joy on the joy scale, Candice, where were you on the joy scale right now? I mean, you know, is it 50, 60, 70? Don't answer me. But, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm just saying, where would you be on the joy scale right now? I mean, nine out of ten. Very good. I tell you what, I, I have, I really have, because I know that the scripture says the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's not what I have, it's not what I do, it's the fact that the, the Lord, that the great God we sang about, He's my strength, He's my joy, and so I just enjoy being in His presence. Because I know when I have strength, I can resist my flesh. And when I resist the enemy, he does not win. And so you need to be, you need to be, um, you need to be so glad about that. You've got to guard your joy, friends. You've got to guard it. You know, don't tell me, oh, the devil stole my joy. Well, if the devil stole your joy, he pro- you probably put it somewhere where he can't steal it. The devil cannot steal my joy because it's in my heart. But you see, when, 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 when you say, oh, the devil stole my joy. No, he didn't tell you. You put it somewhere where he had access to it. He corrupted it. He, he just came in and broke into you, your life and stole your joy. But if you have the joy of the Lord, let me tell you. And this, this month, this month is the month. We called it the supernatural month. So I would love to hear some great testimonies. Like Josh, Josh had a testimony at the weekend in the camp. You know, I had a prophetic word for him, and uh, and the very next week you had this incredible experience. You can tell the men and those who asked you later. But I want to tell you this: we're looking for God to do the work in our lives. You see, my joy is my job. Your joy is your job. You've got to stir up. And we talk about the gift of the Holy Spirit. Paul the Apostle says, what does he say? He says, stir up the gift that's within you. You have been given a gift. You've got to stir it up. But you see, the joy that was set before him, my question would be, what have you set before you? What is your focus? You see, the focus that Jesus had was you and you and you and you, but what is your focus? If your focus is God and all the things he has planned for you, it's going to be an absolutely fantastic month. So I believe that this is what's going to happen to us. So when we understand that, all of a sudden, a whole new thing will rise because God has planned it. In 1 Corinthians 12, 1, The Apostle Paul wrote, Now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. Did you know that the devil's success depends upon your ignorance? So we need to study the Scripture. We need to get into the Word. We're having a plan that's coming out soon where you can read a Bible every day and everybody will read the same verses and it's going to be tremendously powerful. When you understand how to stir up these spiritual gifts in your life, you will have power and authority over the evil one. But it's only when you know how to stir it up. And so this is why he's saying, don't be ignorant about these things. 
get into the word, understand. So this this particular course that uh, Pastor Dave is running about the supernatural, get into it and, and, and then find out how you can win. You see, our God the Father has provided these gifts to profit his children. And he says, now to each one of the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. And this is given for the common good. It's not just for you. Our, it, it, it's not for that. Our God has, has said to us, actively pursue the gifts that he has provided. Paul wrote, but eagerly desire the greater gifts, and now I will show you the most excellent way. That's in 1 Corinthians 12. And he's saying that this is the way to go. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, listed each of the nine gifts. And, uh, and they are broken into three different uh, areas. And, uh, but I'll, before I go into that, I wanted to just go into uh, a couple of other things because I, I believe that God really wants you and I to, to, uh, to touch, touch something here in the spirit realm as we launch out into the deep. Because when we launch out into the deep, this is very, very important. Turn with me, if you have your Bibles here, let's read from 1 Timothy, which is probably my second most favorite and powerful word that I can share with you today. Because if you read this, and we, read, we won't read the whole passage, but it's from 1, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 4 to 16. So maybe you can read that at home. But it says this in verse uh, 4. chapter 4 verse 4 for everything God created is good right God created everything good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving because it's consecrated by the word of God and prayer if you point these things out to the brothers you will be a good minister now I want to be a good minister let me tell you and he says that uh, you will you will point these things out when you point them out you'll be a good minister brought up in the truths of the faith and of the good teaching that you have followed. Now, verse 7, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. Everyone say, train yourself. Train yourself to be godly. Now, we're not running a marathon, but we, are, we need to train ourselves so that we understand what God has planned for us. Train yourself. Nobody else can train you. You may have a coach, and we often talk about amongst the pastors that we are coaches. You come on Sunday, we want to coach you, and you get trained so that you can go out and do great battles and have great victories. But he says, train yourself to be godly. Friends, this does not come automatically. It really doesn't. And then in verse 14, of that same passage, Paul says in verse 14, do not neglect your gifts which was given you through a prophetic message when the body of elders lay their hands on you. Do not neglect your gifts. You see, sometimes we think that uh, these gifts, th these, these are gifts that we, uh, we well, we, we deserve them. But let me tell you, no, you don't deserve these gifts. In fact, I would rather say these are tools that God has given us. Because, you see, these are things given to us for a purpose. 
They're given to us so that we can win against the fires of the enemy. And when you understand all that, you come into a whole new revelation of the power and love of God. So I want to talk to you briefly about the prophetic because I believe that uh, one, of the, uh, one of the gifts today is about the prophetic. The, you know, the, the nine gifts are broken up into three areas, the vocal gifts, the revelation gifts, and the power gifts. Now everyone wants the power, you know, uh, the healing ministry and miracles and so on. But let me tell you, the vocal gifts are the ones that God initiated in, in you and I so those of you who already speak in tongues and you believe in the speaking tongues, you need to obviously do that so you can build yourself up. Because if you don't build yourself up, you can't build, build anybody else up. You know, you need to do that yourself. Paul says, I speak in tongues more than any of you, but it's not the greatest gift. So we won't go into all the things. Now listen, for some of you, this is all revision. For some of you, say, oh no, it's not about the gifts again. But the fact is, that those of us who are maturing God and we already operate in some of the gifts more and more, what it does for you is you need to spur on the others who are just taking their little baby steps. You see, it's a safe place here to prophesy. It's a safe place here to have a word of knowledge. It's a safe place here to speak in tongues. I mean, obviously, everything has to be done in decent in order. But the fact is that this is a place where we, we come together and uh, just like your son is there already over in Argentina, you know, getting ready for the big World Cup, the fact is that we are seeing something supernatural taking place in our lives right here. And I believe 2019 is going to be so great, you'll look back and say, There are challenges at work. Some of us are, are facing different issues. We're facing uh, health issues. We're facing relationship issues. We're facing all different kinds of things. But we've got to first put our roots down into Christ. Because once we do that, we recognize that God is at work. Amos 3, 7 says, Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret counsel to his servants, the prophets. Or the prophet. The prophets. There is nowhere in the law that the Lord obligated himself to do this, but he does it because he does not want to do anything without sharing it with his own servants. I have met many prophets in my life. You're going to meet one at the end of this month. You see, the, the, they are friends of God. We used to sing, I'm a friend of God. But the fact is, look, if you are a friend of God, God will tell you things. He doesn't tell his, other, the, his acquaintances. Just like you and I. You'll say things to your friends, but you won't say them to acquaintances. The closer the friends, the more you reveal of yourself. And so when, when God says, draw near to him, he doesn't want you to go, just draw near to him because, you know, he's out there on his own. No, because he says, if you draw near to me, I'll tell you more. I'll sit with you more. I'll, I'll do greater things. But you've got to do the drawing. It initiates with you. It doesn't initiate with God. Many people say, God, I want you to talk to me. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. Draw near. Because if you draw near, you become his friend. He'll give you secrets. He'll tell you stuff. And the closer you draw near to him, he will give you bigger 
wrapped up? Are you on the same page? Are you ready to go deeper? Because I tell you what, there's a long way to go yet. You see, many people question whether one must be called as a prophet or if he can be fulfilled. Well, I believe it's both are true. You can be called and you can be fulfilled by that. See, sometimes people say, oh, but it says that, oh, we should not seek the gift, but we should we seek the giver. Well, I mean, the people who normally say these noble, wise words are people who say, well, they, they don't understand the full scripture because scripture doesn't cover it. Because it's immature to follow some glib sounding uh, phrases. What I believe is this, and the Bible says it in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 14:1. He says, Pursue love, yet earnestly desire. Say, earnestly desire. Come on, say it with me. Earnestly desire. We know what earnestly desire means? It means that I'm so hungry for that. Earnestly desire it, the spiritual gift, but especially that you may prosper. challenge you this morning and I, I'm, I've got lots to say but I'm not going to say that much anymore what I want to do is I'm going to I'm going to speak to some of you personally because God has spoken to me about something and 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 as I look around you know even this is back a time when you would start looking at your bibles or your recordings and uh, you know but when you look at me and our eyes meet right the fact is I remember being in a coffee shop years and years ago, and a man had been telling me just the raw stuff that God had just ordained. And, I'm, and we had this great prophet from Melbourne coming to speak to us. And, uh, and I'm sitting about the third row there, just about there, just sitting there. And, uh, and I'm, I've got these lots of t-shirts on. I'm having to try and catch his eye. And, and, I'm, I'm ca and he's speaking people out left, right, and center. And, and I'm trying to... wriggling and, 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 and go right around me. It was the most miserable meeting I've ever been to. Uh, I, went, I went home, I got a bit ticked off at the Lord. And there are other people saying, well, there's more scripture still written on, I, I don't want to look at him just in case he speaks to me. I'm just joking, I mean, I'm just, whatever you want, say it to me kind of deal. And, but you see, what happens is prophesying is a powerful tool. I, I'm not sure if I said this to the men, but I want to tell you that, that if you start to desire this, this earnest desire that comes up, because you see, what is prophecy all about? When you read 1 Corinthians 14 and you can read the whole chapter, tells you that prophecy is for encouragement, building up, and comfort. In other words, you, you know, it's not... By the way, you are going on a long trip. No, it's not like that. <laughs> it's not like that. But it's, it's to build one another up. It's to encourage one another. And when you understand that, then, I mean, there are times when there are personal prophecies. There are other things. But the fact is, most of the time, it's simply to encourage you and to build you up. That's what it's for. And so when you understand that all of a sudden you see this pursuit, of course we pursue the giver. I mean, that stands for reason because if you're not drawing near to God, you're not going to be his friend and he won't speak to you. At the end of next month, we'll be speaking at a prophetic school for the 10th year. I think I'm speaking there and, and, it, and it just 
especially me, when I look at, you know, I used to be very eager and I would have both of my eyes open and say, well, hmm, what is behind that and everything else. But you see, when I started to focus my eyes not on what the enemy wanted to, for me to focus on, but what God was doing in people's lives, I started to see a whole new perspective. The whole issue is, you know, can a prophet make a mistake? Can a prophetic person make a mistake? Of course you can. And in any, I mean, because we're immature, we start, uh, can a little child who's just starting to walk, does he fall over or does she fall over? Of course they do. But that's what I mean. And the fact is, sometimes we learn by our mistakes in the natural, and I think same in the spiritual. One of the things I would like you to do, so when you come to church on a Sunday, don't come to church and say what the pastor is going to say to you. You pray and have somebody on your mind and see which scripture can I give them. I was up at Mount Tambourine just recently and I was speaking. In the midst of my conversation, God dropped a scripture to my mind. And I said, please, sir. And, and, and I gave him the scripture. I guess what the scripture was? It was, I, it was not in my notes. I, I, I took my notes, but this was not in my notes. I got this thought. I said, sir. I, th this scripture came into my mind, and it says, I think it was maybe, could have been 1 Corinthians uh, 2 verse 9, for instance, you know, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived, it's a good scripture, powerful scripture for someone who's looking for God, and so they, what they did was they, and the guy said, oh, but I just come to me afterwards, almost tears, and he says, that scripture's been on my mind for the last two hours. will do with that if your heart is in the right place your focus is on the right place your your joy of the lord is your strength and you go out and, and you say it i often say does that mean something oh yes i did that to the men i think a few last week and i said does that mean something i don't think so no i didn't have that mentality and i'm saying to you that each and every one of us can prophesy that doesn't mean you're a prophet a prophet doesn't normally make many mistakes but uh, people who are just starting out in the prophetic, yes, they do. And, and the fact is that sometimes, you, you know, you start off in the spirit and the first half a minute is the Lord and the second minute is you. I mean, the fact is that that doesn't make it bad. It just says it's not all God. And what we've got to discern, and this is why I think the discerning of gifts is probably one of the most powerful gifts, is that you discern which is God, which is the devil, and which is me. Now, it's easy to work out which is God and which is the devil. What is difficult is which is God and which is me. And so when we understand all of that, we can start to go to a new level. And uh, Jared, I want to say to you today that uh, I, you, you come onto my mind, actually, this morning. I didn't even know if you are going to be here. But I want to say that what has happened in the last year or two is going to stick. Is something new is doing. What, what God is going to do in your life is going to be something supernatural because as you draw near to God, as you take the, the steps that I've been talking about, going to near, going, drawing near to God, the things of this world will grow strangely dim. And you're going to find that the joy is going to come back abundantly. 
not just me. See, what, what, praise God. But the thing is, what, what we're looking for is God to speak to you and I. You see, uh, I can say to you that Judy and I, you know, we don't argue. We just have some intense times of fellowship, okay? And, 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 and sometimes it's pretty intense, yes? But the fact is, always when something good is about to happen is when some intense times happen. And we've learned now to say, hold it, let's put this on pause and let's see what God's going to do. And we have amazing things happen. Candace, your best days are ahead. They are the best days. Let me tell you, you know, I don't know you very much actually, but I know one thing. When I saw you singing there, the joy of the Lord was there. And I think God is doing some new things. And, and, and as God is doing new things, you've just got to be exercise the word of wisdom for yourself. Not for others yet, just for yourself. And the words of wisdom that you speak to yourself will build you, will encourage you, will take you to new heights that you've not been to before. You have just listened to a message preached at Church One on the Gold Coast. To find out more about Church One, Visit us on the web at churchone.com.au and be sure to subscribe to these podcasts so you don't miss out on any new messages as they are available.